can I tell you my favorite story about the movie Crossroads? Absolutely, you can. So um, I was very young. I was like maybe eight or nine, something like that. And my mom was bringing me to see Star Wars The Phantom Menace. But she brought you to Crossroads instead? Stop! <laughs> no! I'm not kidding! I'm not... Your just, poor soul! <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're here, you made it to us, you love romantic comedies, we do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? This week we have Just, Just right. right. And wherever you're listening to us, uh, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, they help more people find us. And if you want to talk about anything romantic comedies ever, at Rom-Com Rewind on Instagram. This week we have a message from Jesse. They say, hi, Sarah and Devin. I love your podcast. I love rewatching rom-coms after I listened to the quick facts. Completely agree with your review of Love at First Sight. Wondering if you've watched Set It Up, also on Netflix. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on the pod. Thank you again. Have a great day. We have done Set we It Up. We have. I will send you, Jesse, the, um, the, where the episode is, like what number it is. Totally. Yeah. Can I tell you something that's a total sidebar from rom-coms and everything? There's another Jesse. I've got my Facebook open who shared a video of Britney Spears. And all the thumbnail is, is just her leaned over towards the camera oh, no. with her wild hair <laughs> oh, and no. just like, oh no, I think a bikini. It's mostly skin though. I oh, would say no. it's like 95%. She's cupping her boobs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few of those videos, I think. I think is all that of her videos is have that, as, that moment. <laughs> is point. that as of late? <laughs> What's that? Is this as of late? Like, literally, I'm looking at... Yeah, let me click this. Like, story. a new Hold video, on. I mean. Um, yeah, let me, I'm, I'm going to click it and find out. Like, I mean, her, her Instagram and, and TikTok are wild. Like, it's wild. It's a wild ride. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> like... Uh, Wow, that's a lot. I mean, all I'm all for Britney Spears. Like, loved her growing up. Loved her music. Totally in it's, support of Britney Spears. Yeah, it's a wild ride, though. The, yeah, totally in support of Britney <laughs> Spears. I watched it. It feels it feels new. Um, she she just needs to. Somebody's got to lock down that Instagram account. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus, it's 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 something. It's a wild ride. Like I'm not kidding. I want to support her, and like you hear stories from her memoir, and where you're like, wow, like I really, I'm on Britney's team. And then she you went s- through shit. So you know, yeah. sometimes I did not read it, and I and I probably will not read it. And then like, you see her honest, Instagram but... story, and she's like dancing with knives, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and then that the next was... video, there's bandages. You know, like. <laughs> You're like, I want to be on your team so bad, Brittany. Please, please stop this. Help us help you. <laughs> um, Just Right, with a W, by the way, is um, is not about Britney Spears at all. <laughs> no, it's, it's a- not. <laughs> Speaking of Britney Spears, though, Crossroads, oh. the movie, yes. is coming out on streaming services for the first time ever. We will be doing that movie. Um, do it. Yes, there is a, there is a ROM element. Um, I was chatting with one of our listeners, um, Cody, about it the other day. And um, yeah, really excited about it. I have not seen it since it first came out. So can I'm I looking you, forward. Can I tell you my favorite story about the movie Crossroads? Absolutely, you can. So um, I was very young. I was like maybe eight or nine, something like that. And my mom was bringing me to see Star Wars The Phantom Menace. But she brought you to Crossroads instead? Stop! <laughs> <laughs> no! I'm not kidding! 
kidding. I'm not. Your just, poor soul. <laughs> we went into the movie theater and clearly she got her wires crossed. We were just in the wrong one. What? And then like all I remember is like these girls driving in a car Stop. and it being Britney Spears. <laughs> and we both kind of looked at each other. We're like, I mean, uh, Star Wars this can't be it. This right? is not <laughs> it. There's no possible way that we're in Star Wars right now. I wonder now. if, though, this is your mom wanting to go see Crossroads and not Star Wars. Jeez. And it's like, a oops, well, we're here already. My eight-year-old son really <laughs> wants Star Wars, but screw that kid. You know what? I want to watch some Britney Spears. <laughs> Oh my god, that'll explain so much about my childhood. Um, <laughs> oh my god, how many times did this happen to you? <laughs> every time a Star Wars movie came out, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, every Star Wars movie. You went to go see. Total. You went to go see a rom com, and this is why we're doing a rom com podcast. I've got a podcast, guys. <laughs> Just kept on happening. I'm like, I'll just make it a thing then. Um, just Right is a 2010 sports romantic comedy directed by, uh, I hope I pronounced this right, uh, Sana Hamri. It's the story of Leslie Wright, played by Queen Latifah. Leslie is a New Jersey Nets super fan. She attends a lot of games. Um, with her best friend a lot of the time, Morgan, played by Paula Patton. Morgan has dreams and aspirations of... <laughs> dating an NBA player. That is kind of her whole focus in life is just, I want to, I want to get with an NBA player. She tries to get into parties with players. She tries to meet players. She tries to see the players. That's her essence. It turns out, uh, Leslie ends up being the person who meets the star player of the Nets, Scott McKnight played by common. Um, she meets him at a gas station and he invites her to his birthday party. Leslie brings along Morgan in tow and that's kind of more or less our lead-in for Just Right, kind of how the story gets started. What are your thoughts? How was the day? He thought I'd make the perfect homegirl. I'm just being my regular self. You are not supposed to show him your regular self until you've been married for five years. Ah. Now, this is how you get married. I told you to wear a dress. To a basketball game? Yeah. The people here want to see Scott McKnight. You see Scott McKnight at a gas station? He can't even open up the gas tank until I hooked him up. You got plans Saturday night? What kind of car do you drive? Girl! Happy birthday. I actually, like, really liked this movie. Yeah. I, I was telling Devin earlier in the week that when I watched it, I I just wanted to keep watching. Like, I was so happy to to continue this movie. And when it ended, I was just like, pleasantly surprised like I I didn't know going into this movie um you know with Queen Latifah and Common and I mean they're both great actors yep um I just hadn't we hadn't done a Queen Latifah movie in a while and or a Common movie actually um but they're I mean really by trade they're they're musicians and they went into acting after and a lot of times that doesn't necessarily work it works for them they were really good and I think the writing it was a rom-com yes they had the tropes yes but it was kind of a cool take for another you know a sports it was like fever pitch but better yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. Like it it had some sport tropes too, like the diehard fan, but like the addition of Morgan being like wanting to be the, you know, married just because they were rich and famous. Like 
I thought that was kind of funny. You oh, know, you like that, that angle I thought that it. was a funny yeah. angle to add to the rom-com. And, you know, you were like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Are they going to like, they okay, they get engaged. Oh my God, what's going to happen now? Like, how does Leslie fall, fall in? And um, I liked it. It was really fun. It was good. It was a really good movie. I agree. This is, this is a really solid film. I felt like for, for a lot of those reasons you talk about, it was very grounded in, I thought, a really cool way because there are some rom-coms that are very magical, very whimsical, very serendipitous. There's some kind of dramatic thing that's happening. This is just like, yeah, this girl loves the Knicks. Star of the Knicks gets injured. The Nets. She, the Knicks are the other team in New York. Okay, <laughs> can I tell you, I'm, the, this, yeah. <laughs> this movie's a little bit confusing for me because the New Jersey Nets have since moved back to New York, so they are the oh. Brooklyn Nets now. Oh, so you are actually a fan of basketball. Uh, le- <laughs> Uh, ish, yeah. Ish, ish. Yeah. yeah. I've I mean, gotten some games, okay? Yes, and you've also, you know the teams. I would not know the difference of that they've since moved to Brooklyn. Like, I don't know that. So the, the Knicks are like the heritage team. They're like the they're like the LA Lakers, and then they're the LA Clippers. Like, the Lakers are like, Kobe played for the Lakers. LeBron's now. The Clippers are like, oh, you're the other guys. Okay. That's the same thing here where, like, the Nets are like the other guys. Mm. The Knicks are the heritage team. Okay. They play at Madison Square Garden. Right. Okay. So we're talking about the Nets though, Devin. The Nets. Yeah. They're <laughs> Barclays Arena, I think is where they play now. Anyway. Anyway, you know what? Si- that, that was a big sidebar. So every that time you happen. mistake the Knicks, you're really talking about the Nets. Today. Yes, today. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. the New Jersey, New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, anyway, very grounded film. It reminded me, especially because like you, th- they have the actual athletes. Dwayne Wade's in this. Dwight Howard's in this. They're wearing the real jerseys. Like sometimes you watch a movie and it's like, oh, here are the Chicago Blue Bears. And you're like, Blue what? what is, what's <laughs> happening here? Clearly you didn't get any licensing from the actual team. So you're right. just like, you got to make stuff up. Um, but they actually had like real life players and they they made it feel very entwined with basketball, which I thought was really, really cool and really authentic, I felt. Um, and also just like the whole sports rehab part of things. Mm, have yes. you watched Me Before You with Amelia Clark and Sam Claflin? I have not because I know that I will ball. And yeah. so I try to avoid those until we do them for the pod <laughs> because I, I just like need to get myself emotionally ready for those. But wasn't The Fault in Our Stars such a satisfying watch? Even though it made a you cry so much? satisfingly devastating cried tear jerker for Sarah. Yes. Like I, I will probably never watch it again what? because I bawled my eyes out and this like, I don't, the of our pod here. Yeah. And I don't I like feeling that way. Okay. All right. So I imagine that movie is somewhat like this in that, like, it's just a very, it's very grounded in just like life. Like this happens to people. He got injured and he's struggling going through it. And he had some bad things with relationships and he's struggling going through that. And Leslie Wright is here to kind of like be that person to get him back on his feet. Like it's, it's very, I feel like it's very real, you know? Yes, I I agree. I think for me, it's not like on the level of like, I cried. I did not, there was no weep warning for me in here. Let's dive in. So we meet Leslie played by, or Leslie played by Queen Latifah. She goes on a blind date with a man named Mark, and it seems that everything is going perfectly. Like, they're really hitting it off. They're discussing their future lives together. But at the end, he says, you know, I had a great time. I just got out of a long relationship, and he just wants to be friends. Hello, Denzel. What do you do? I am physical therapist at a rehabilitation center. I had such a great time tonight. Oh, me too. You know, next time, maybe we could catch a movie or just... Just got out of a relationship, you know? You're not emotionally ready. 
Exactly. I mean, you know, we can still hang, hang out. out. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're good people. And you can tell right off the bat that this happens to Leslie all the time. Yeah. This is like a constant. She's like a guy's guy. Uh, like, she's one of the guys. Yeah. She really um, wants to find love, though, and she wants to find somebody who can't live without her, and she can't live without either. And we get the, like, right off the bat sense, and I think Morgan just comes out and says it. I might have said Schmorgan there, but I meant Morgan. Um, Morgan, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Schmorgan. I didn't mean to say that, but wow. she wants to be a trophy wife. Like, she really wants to be an NBA's wife and live the life of luxury. Can we talk about wags, Sarah? What's a wag? Because a, wa- a wag is what we're talking about. The The term was coined a wag in, like, the early 2000s. It was mostly with, like, uh, British footballers, okay. like soccer players. And now it's it's seeped into North American culture. It's wives and girlfriends is what it stands for. Oh my for. god, that's but funny. it's like wives and girlfriends <laughs> of players, right? Okay, okay and there are like TV sense. shows now. There's like Wags of LA, and it's just like no women who are wives or girlfriends of like really? NFL players, UFC fighters, NBA players, hockey player. Like that's kind of just the okay. So like this movie was talking about Wags, I think, as it was getting popularized, but. They didn't use the actual term. Right. Now it's a big thing. They're TV shows and everything. Wow. And you know what? I've got so much to say about wags. I feel like this movie just opens us up to <laughs> the wags, the, the terminology and the, and the stories around it. And I actually have some wild stories and I also have some rules of wives there's, and girlfriends. I'm sorry. There's rules for being a wag that, you know a what? Wags, I'll, I'll, um, I'll leave it for later, but there, uh, I guess somebody did an article of NHL wives and girlfriends talking about the rules no. that they that they follow in their community. There's a community for wags. Well, because remember, Sarah, like, do they have a Facebook group? These players, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, or maybe a WhatsApp group chat, probably maybe a SharePoint. Because <laughs> like these players get traded, right? Google Doc. So like, probably an Excel Excel spreadsheet. They like they move around from team to team. So like they, they as a community, need like here's, here's terms how of we reference. Operate. Yes, terms, yeah, of terms reference. are exactly <laughs> a tor. Exactly. Yeah, they need like their thing. I'll talk about that later. But that's amazing. Just so we all know, like. Morgan talks about being a trophy wife, but really wants you. She wants to be in the wives and girlfriends club. Okay. She even talks about at the game. She's like, there they are. She does. Yes. She's like, look at them. Oh, but you're going to save it for later. Yeah, I'll save some of those. Okay. Yeah. I do. I do actually know a story of, of a, a wags friend. Oh, really? I, I would love to hear all about this. Do you, how much do we not want to say? Like, well, I don't know. Sport player will avoid everything sure. else. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, well, it's actually, I guess it's about the wig, but it's her <laughs> bachelorette party. And this person we know was invited on the bachelorette party. They're going to take a private jet to, um, to Europe. Private jet. Yeah. P- PJ, <laughs> I think is what they call it. Oh they my say, God. Take, they don't have gonna an We're going to take ac- the PJ. Oh, stop. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I wonder if that's in their COP community of practice, <laughs> community of or R T O R. Okay, can I ask? Uh, th- th- this is a great microcosm of how different our jobs are. I don't even know what a TOR is. Can you terms ask, of reference? Is that just like a? An it's appendix like if you have a council for- or if you have like a like a board or anything like that. Every every board or um like a council or like agency, they'll have a terms of reference, and so it like breaks it down in like um the term of the chairs uh, or the leads um 
uh, terms, like, you know, three years or, you know, and then the nomination process and then like what the treasurer does, what the, the comp communications lead does, like those kind no of things. I have no idea why I asked. We just lost all of our listeners right now. I know, that I'm sorry, was, guys. Let's go back to the PJs. So they have an acronym for their effing yes. jet. Oh, let's just take the PJ out for a little spin to Europe. Yeah. Wow. A little trot over the pond. So yeah, I'll, I'll save my WAG stories for later. <laughs> uh, so so to be clear, I've got like the rules of WAGs, but I've also got like wild stories because some of these individuals, similar to Morgan, are a little too intense about being a wife and a girlfriend. And mm-hmm. sometimes that um, exhibits itself in crazy stories that end up hitting the media. Yeah. And I mean, hey, to be a WAG, that's pretty cool. Oh, like, it's pretty cool. Right? Like what like that's pretty darn sweet. But like there are a lot of people like Morgan who it's like that that was their goal <laughs> and they achieved that goal. Yes. Do you want yeah. me to start talking about them? No, no, no. I'll save it for later. Okay, I'll save it for later. Okay. So Leslie and Morgan go to a Nets game and Morgan is dressed like she's going to like semi-formal kind of thing. Like she's very done up. She's not going to a basketball game because Leslie's dressed up appropriately to going to a sporting event. She has a Nets jersey on with a pair of jeans. Looks really cute. You know, she's ready for the game. After the game, her friend Morgan goes uh, up to a few other girls who I think are also looking to become wags. And they like they're talking about this, the, the I guess, the key player, Scott McKnight's um, birthday party coming up. And they really all want to try to get an invite. And Leslie just kind of rolls her eyes and whatever. So she's on her way home. She stops to get gas. Leslie gets out of the car. She's pumping her gas in her old Mustang. And Scott McKnight shows up in his very brand new vehicle and they get to chatting they have tons in common he and get it common um he even invites leslie to his birthday party the one that morgan couldn't even get into morgan asks if uh leslie likes scott because leslie kind of goes oh my god guess who's invited to um the birthday party that you want to go to we're going to scott mcknight's party like you're coming with me and leslie says no no i don't like i don't like ball players i don't do that that's not my jam We also meet Leslie's mom, who gives very special earrings. They're getting ready for this birthday party. And Leslie's mom has these has these really special earrings that, you know, Leslie's grandmother met her husband on that night, gives them to Morgan instead of Leslie, which I think hurts her feelings. We get to the birthday party. Scott comes over to see Leslie. They chat. She got him a card with no money in it. They start chatting again, again, lots in common. While they're talking, Morgan comes up to them and starts talking about how she... But he's not quite the handyman. <laughs> Thank you. So, girl, I am so sorry, but I can't stay. What? Yeah, I just got a call from Safe Horizon. They need me. Scott, this is Morgan. This is my guy, sister. We grew up together. Oh, hi. Hey, nice how you to doing? Meet you. you can't leave this party. It's just got started. I have to. One of the volunteers at the homeless shelter I help at it just called in sick, so... It's urgent. If people can't see through that, I don't know oh, what so is. Oh, so obvious. Come on. You are thinking with something other than your head. A different head. Yeah, most most guys do. Yeah. 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 Of course, like, it's all a ruse to get the attention of Scott McKnight to show how great she is and how caring and compassionate she is and how passionate about, you know, helping others. The next day, Leslie is talking to her dad. Her dad has been helping her um, fix up her fixer-upper house that she just bought. And asks, you know, how the party was. She said it was fun. And he said, did you meet somebody? She's like, yeah, until, you know, he saw Morgan and then the rest is history. 
tells her dad, her dad tells her that, you know, you are beautiful. And she's like, I know, but I want somebody like I'm 35. I want somebody who's going to love me for me and can't live without me. Just as she's leaving the house to go to work, Scott, Scott McNice. Scott comes to her house to find Morgan. While waiting for Morgan, Scott asks Leslie, you know, what do you do? She's like, oh, I'm a chief physical therapist at a rehab center. Morgan comes down all done up, like literally dressed, I don't know, to go for bottomless brunch. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Is that bottomless brunch vibes that she was uh, bringing well, to she's the very, table? Like, I mean, I don't know. Are you going out to dinner at nine in the morning probably not maybe some bottomless brunch well there's a whole thing about how she's getting ready and doing her makeup and honestly like morgan is such a disingenuous person this whole movie she is. she's the villain like she's morgan. the villain but at the end like i think we're made to think like oh morgan's actually good it's like no she actually sucks for 98 percent of this movie <laughs> so i i don't like her yeah i'm sorry anyway keep going so morgan comes down all done up and he asks her to have dinner with him she at first says no, and then, of course, he convinces her. They go from dinner to dating, and now she's sitting in the player's wife section with the wags for games. Leslie even finds her photos in a magazine. So their relationship over the next three months has gone very quickly. She is officially a wag now. She is in the Wives and Girlfriends Club. Okay. Which I thought would be a great time to. So because of this, I was like, you know, I, I got to learn more about this. I've got to. There are so many shows. Like I said, Wags LA. There's an Apple TV show literally just called Wags. Wow. It's like a whole thing. Oh, Wags Atlanta TV series Wags back in 2018. Atlanta. It like there's so many of these. So I thought, what are the wildest stories of wives of pro athletes? Okay. Let's hear them. And there were some that got a little bit dark, and I just avoided those um, because I want this to be a fairly light list. Some of them are crazy. <laughs> like, so, the, think about like the people who Morgan might have been associating herself with while trying to date an athlete. And also, the flip side is uh, consider how unique athletes are, especially in terms of their personality and maybe some of the choices they make. And strange individuals, I can only imagine. <laughs> Starting with. <laughs> And it, it pains me to talk about this person, but Wayne Gretzky's own wife, Janet Jones. Janet Jones. Was an actress and former dancer. Oh. A lot of former dancers on these lists, by the way. Exotic dancers? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it says dancers. You decide what that means. How about that? Um, they... <laughs> okay. <laughs> they got married back in 1998. And Janet and Wayne actually were able to keep their marriage uh, away from a lot of controversy until February of 2006 when Janet Jones, along Took the with... the stage again. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. When Janet uh, Jones, along with several other NHL players, were alleged to have been involved in a sports gambling ring oh in my God. New Jersey. Oh, my God. She was placing bets. And, and JJ, what are you doing? And here's the thing. Specifically, it didn't violate any rules for her. But then a lot of people were like, listen, your, your husband is an NHL player and you're placing bets on games. Oh. He could potentially be throwing said games. Yes, that is a conflict of interest. But, oh, right. Is that back to <laughs> Judge Sarah's oh here? God. You know what? <laughs> Judge Sarah can rule on each one of these. No charges were ever filed against the couple. I'm sure they weren't. But everybody was kind of like, ooh, that's that's a bad look for Janet Jones. Uh, they're still happily married, actually, with five children. Good for JJ and Wayne. Good for JJ and Wayne. <laughs> 
This one. That is wild, though. That's insane. Okay. Gets even more wild. Oh, That's only the tippity top of the iceberg. Crystal Taylor. So Dallas Mavericks star Dirk Nowitzki. One of the most celebrated NBA stars back in like the mid like 2000s and early 2010s, let's say. Um, he was once engaged to a woman named, named Crystal Taylor, only to find out, along with the rest of the world, that she had once <laughs> pled uh, guilty to two counts of forgery oh. and two counts of felony stealing. Oh, When they started dating oh my God. and got engaged, she was on probation and he didn't even know. No. And she was arrested for failing to check in with her probation officer. Oh, Her excuse for missing <laughs> that was that she was uh, alone and broke. And they were like, you're dating this I guy. I was just about to say, so, you're dating... <laughs> I yeah. gotta imagine you have a little there, bit of cash. What year was this? This was in 2006. There are still pay phones. <laughs> there are still pay... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are still pay phones available. <laughs> she was later sentenced to five years in prison for that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For, Holy for, I Toledo. I mean, the original counts of, of uh, criminal well, activity were pretty strong. I was so gonna I think- say, like, I mean, I wonder what... Had they actually gotten married, I wonder what she would have forged in order to get you know, cash money or something. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. The next one I have, Jumana Kid. Okay. This is like an all-time messiest NBA divorce. NBA divorce. Okay. <clears throat> so um they they were together. Mm-hmm. It started to become rumored that Jason Kidd, while on away trips, would uh, get involved with strippers in other cities. That was just a rumor. In 06, Dancers. however, Jamana had her son steal Jason Kidd's phone from the locker room at a game. Oh, my gosh. So his son goes into his locker room, grabs his phone. It's happening courtside at a game. In the middle of the oh game, my- she's going through his phone no. and finds out that he had indeed been <gasps> cheating. And I guess there are clips of like this interaction that happens mid game of Jason and his wife and her with the phone being like, what the F? And just like, it all went down at a game. Oh my gosh. That Crazy, have, right? That's insane. I mean, I do. It's, it's sad that she used her son to do that. That's uh, not great, but um, I wild. I feel like that could have been up on the big prompter thing, you know, like show the text, show the text, the chant. Show the, I'm kidding. It <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, yeah. You are not the father. <laughs> Seriously. Or maybe he is the father. I don't know. Um, and then finally we have Jackie Christie, who was uh, married to NBA star Doug Christie. She had developed a reputation like on the side of just being like a wild VH one used to have a show called basketball wives, another like wag show. And she, she was on the show and I guess had lots of fun. Yes. Um, she had admitted to sniffing Doug's underwear to make sure he wasn't cheating. I don't know if you could smell like cheating on underwear, that's but weird. moreover, no, no, that's okay. Moreover, <laughs> she would walk into the locker room at games to make sure there weren't any women in there. And when uh, uh, Doug Christie played for the Toronto Raptors, she didn't like the fact that there were female staffers who had access to the locker rooms. So she required Doug to change somewhere else. He was made to not change in the locker room okay, with the I rest think, of the team. I think this is her problem. Yes. This is a her problem. Yep. Wow. And he would do that. So clearly he wanted the relationship to work. Wow. That is um, that is wild. The underwear is the wildest. <laughs> also, they have an annual wedding. Oh, they're still married. 
they're still married, but Stop. not only that, they, I guess, have a party to celebrate their wedding annually, like their anniversary. It says they have an annual wedding. I don't really know what that means. Wow. Do people get married every year? Like, hey. Well, no, people don't normally get married every year. Rich people? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Like, that's a question I can't speak to, you know? Do, okay, I'm, I'm going to Google this. Do Jackie and Doug still get married every year? <laughs> uh, no, we want people to be able to see our truth because it's so much stuff out there. Uh, oh, no, we, we get married every year and we've done it 28 times now. These two get married every single year. So do year. they get divorced before and then they, no, or do they just, question. I they don't just know. renew their vows. It's a re vow renewal. But People she, do that. she says married, like they're using the married terminology. So they get married and then the day after they file for divorce yes, and it takes the whole I, year and then they strange. get married again. 364 days later. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have so I'm, many more questions about this I'm couple. I'm kidding, but like, yeah. I feel like we left this conversation with more questions than answers. About <laughs> we definitely did. Doug and Jackie Christie. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, uh, Morgan is now in that, that, that crew. So three months have passed and Morgan lives with Scott now. And they're even planning, you know, where their nursery will go, when they're going to start a family, after they get married. You know, it's... It's more or less a gone conclusion that they're going to be married soon. And I guess the mom is a little bit, we meet Scott's mom and she's like, oh, like, you know, you've literally known this person for not a long time. And even Leslie has a conversation with Morgan and she's like, I thought you just wanted to be like a wag. Like, what is this? And she goes, no, I really love him. Like, oh my gosh, I've fallen for him. And Leslie's like, okay. Later on that like day, Scott makes a speech and at the end of it, he proposes to Morgan. So dun, they, dun, dun. they are now in fact engaged after three months of being together. At the NBA all-star game, Scott's having a great game until he falls and he hurts his knee. He pulls something and his career could be over and has to start physical therapy. Bella, who is hired as the physical therapist, she's the miracle worker in the NBA, comes and Morgan is so jealous and doesn't want her anywhere near Scott. So she decides, well, I'm going to hire my best friend who's a physical therapist, Leslie. Leslie got a leave of absence from work to be the PT physical therapist for Scott. The PT for Scott is a live in job full time. And Leslie even meets Scott's mom who's there, who Morgan doesn't like, but Leslie and Ella, Scott's mom, they hit it off. Leslie also might be Scott's biggest fan. And like you said, live in means that Leslie and Scott will be spending a lot of time together. A little foreshadowing. Yes, and we also see that Morgan might be getting some cold feet when she sees that Scott's physical therapy sessions aren't going as well as she believes that they should be. Scott is up on a contract year and it sounds like if his injury is very bad the Nets won't be re-signing him which leads us to what happens next which is Morgan the ultimate villain of our story. Yes who she wants to be a wag so badly and live the high life that if Scott doesn't play or doesn't have a plan she doesn't want to be with him because she won't be living the life of luxury. Well, she won't be living the life of luxury where she's living. Like, she might be like, he's going to get signed somewhere else. I don't want to live in Oklahoma. Well, I think it's that she thinks he's not going to play again. I think but it's yeah. both, yeah. One of Scott's buddies comes by to visit to tell him that the Nets may not sign him again. He even sees a talk show saying it as well, and it hurts his confidence. By the way, back to how grounded this show is. 
real talk shows like that actually yes, exists. That is a real talk show. Real play by play announcers. They had so many people from like the ESPN team and stuff like that. I was I was very surprised and impressed by that. They had a lot of licensing in this movie. Yeah. The next morning, Scott wakes up and Morgan isn't there. The ring and a note saying that she can't do this anymore and that she's left him sitting on the bedside table. What? The the worst. The villain. <sighs> Leslie leaves and uh, when she finds this out and gets to her place and starts asking Morgan, like, why did you do this? It's pure selfish reasons as to why you're doing it. You didn't even love him. And Morgan says, I want to be with somebody who's someone. I want to be somebody in my life and being with Scott was not that if he can't play basketball she is the most shallow she's yeah she's she sucks yeah Leslie goes to apologize to Scott but Scott says like is this your job to apologize me to me for something somebody else did like do your job stick to your job as my PT days go by Scott won't do physical therapy but meanwhile Leslie being the proactive individual that she is, is studying his injury to try to make sure that he can get back to playoffs in time to be again signed with the Nets. Finally, Leslie goes in to Scott's bedroom with an ice bucket to get his butt moving. She brings him to his old stomping ground where he used to play basketball and practice all the time and all the kids playing spot him and come over and give him support and confidence that he needs to get back into PT and get back on the court at just in time for playoffs. A really nice turning point in our movie. You can tell. I liked you, that. You can tell that Common is, oh, Common. You can tell that Scott <laughs> McKnight. I mean, he's Common, he right? He is, yeah. Um, Like, we've always known that Leslie's character is somebody with a, with a good moral compass, somebody who really uh, just has so many good traits, and clearly Scott McKnight is now realizing like, okay, you know, she's right. She's my therapist. We got to, we got to get a move on with the therapy here. I have a question for you. Okay. Actually, I've got a game for you <laughs> because we have two people in our movie mm -hmm. who have stage names, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Queen Latifah, not her name. First name is not Queen. Common. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> not his name. No, not his full name. So I have for you, th this is a rare happenstance when our, when our two main characters take stage names, okay. I have for you, I didn't come up with a name ahead of time. The rom-com rewind stage name Bonanza. Bonanza. I will hit you with the name of uh, a oh, common God. celebrity, somebody who we know, who we know. Okay. and a lot of them are musicians who use stage names. I'm going to tell you their stage name and I'm going to give you three options oh, for no. what the real oh, name could be. Okay, thank you. Yes, I am oh, bad absolutely. at these games. Let's start with Queen Latifah. All right. Is she Quinna LaRose? Is she Stacy Jane Rhodes or is she Dana Elaine Owens? What is her real Dana name? Dana Elaine Owens. Correct, Sarah. Yes. Oh, good job. Bono of U2. Okay. His name's not Bono. Fun no, fact. no. <laughs> uh, is it Paul David Hewson? Is it John Ronald Smith? Or is it Steve Richard Watson? It's John Ronald Smith. Incorrect, Oh, dang. Is it the first one? Uh, Paul David Hewson. Yeah, yeah, I was going to guess the first one. Should have gone with my gut. Um... Slash, oh, okay. lead guitarist of... Um, it's not his name? That's not... Slash, <laughs> not his given name. You wouldn't hmm, believe it. Dang. Um, guitarist for Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Is his actual name David Ryerson? Is his actual name Saul Hudson? Or is his actual name Xavier Reeve? Saul Hudson. Correct, Sarah. Woo! Whoa, you're good at this. <laughs> Two for three. Natalie Portman. Okay. That actually isn't her name. Mm -hmm. It's not her first name. It's not her last name. Is her name Rita Natalia 
Potsman? Is it Andrea Patty Manello? Or is it Netta Lee Hirschlag? It's a, f- oh. oh, that's tough. It's the first or the third. Okay. Wow, Andrea Patty Manello, not in. No. Okay. I'm going to go the first one. Incorrect, unfortunately. It's the third one? It was the last Dang. one. Yes. Netta Lee Hirschlag is her actual name. Hmm. Okay, next we have Little Bow Wow. Little Bow Wow. Fun fact, that's not his given name. Mm, First name Little, last name Bow Wow, hyphenated. That's not his name. (laughs) His name is either Shad Gregory Moss, Benjamin Wright, with a W, just like this, or uh, Quincy Ross Bing. Oh my God. Is it the first one? Yes, you're correct. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, because he was in um, Tokyo Drift. Right? Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. yeah, yeah. And I think I I really like that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> Just a big fan of Tokyo Drift. Not a single other Fast and the Furious movie, but Tokyo Drift gets me. Really, no, that was the third one. I did like the first and second one, but yeah, I really yeah. liked Tokyo Drift. I think the soundtrack really got me. Anyway, and I also I think I liked the the character in it too, like the, Hold on, the main so you character. Remember from that movie, like his oh, name it's Shad. I just remember. I don't know. And he had a big Hulk vehicle like that's what it was like hulk green and he had like a hulk's punch in it wow yeah anyway you i have really watched remember this movie. i have watched that movie many times oh it's like gosh. a weird that's a weird fun fact about sarah my other favorite <laughs> thing about little bow wow is that eventually he just changed it to bow wow as if that's gonna be the big rebrand for little bow wow well, like I you mean, know what he grew up just bow wow he now. grew up right like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotta drop the little like yeah. okay all right um next up we have marilyn monroe fun fact that's not her name is her name Mary Ann Richardson? Is it Gwendolyn May Hawkinson? Or is it Norma Jean Mortensen? Oh my God. Weird freaking names here. I think it's Gwendolyn. Incorrect. It's the third one, right? Norma, Norma yeah. Jean Mortensen. I was going to say it's the second or third one. So, yeah. Portia de Rossi. Not her okay. name. Fun fact. Oh. Is it Amanda Lee Rogers? Is it Winona Pastor? Or is it Christiane Erica Wright? It's the first one. Yeah, it is the first one. Good job. Thank you. You're actually not bad at this. <laughs> yeah, because you give me the options. If you asked me to guess this, this would be an awful game. Well, Lady Gaga you might be able to get. Because I feel like I've Stephanie. Heard... Her first name's Stephanie. <laughs> You're right. Yes. yes. Stephanie, Joanne, yeah. Angelina, and Germanata. Yeah, Joanne is the name of an album that she did. Not an album, a song. Well, you are correct, and that is our game. Okay. I didn't look up Common's actual name. Do you think you can guess it? Mm, I'll try. Sure. Give, how about her? Oh, like, I'm not going to guess it. you got to give me, like... Well, I don't have three options. Okay, I'm going to go with... What does he look like? He actually... He does kind of look like what, what his name is. That's helpful. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. He is very much that, uh, that. Okay, tell me what it is. Lonnie. Lonnie. Lonnie's he his does first look name. like a Lonnie. He, that, that's what I'm saying. He kind of like, like it a though. Lonnie. Like I like it. Like L O N N I E. Lonnie. I like it. So we have to cue the montage of Scott playing basketball and doing drills and doing all the PT things to get back into the game. Classic rom com montage. Yes. Scott even tells Leslie she couldn't do this for, or, or that she could do this for other NBA players like full time. She could make a job out of it. We also find out that Leslie has named her car Eleanor and it's a beat up old Mustang and there's a dent in it, but she has to keep the dent because it means sentimental like value to her. Uh, the two of them, Scott and Leslie, seem to be getting closer together. They, they seem to be getting closer. They have tons in common still, you know. 
He asks subtly if she's single and she says, yes, she is. And he's like, how? You're funny. You're smart. You're great. You're attractive. Like, why are you single? And she says she hasn't found what she's looking for, the one that she can't live without. She then comes down with, I don't know, probably a really bad cold. And he starts taking care of her. It's very cute. We had to see some you know, I guess, uh, affection from his end to her, toward her. Turns out that the secret room that we kind of see at the very beginning of the movie, Morgan kind of talks about it and she's like, oh, like, you know, hopefully it's not into anything weird because it's a secret room and it's locked. It turns out that it's a piano room. Yeah. That he goes there to play piano. She goes in and she sings with him while he plays. He has a game the following day and this is why he's up in the middle of the night. It's like 3 a.m. Because he's nervous that he's going to fail. This is his first game back. It's been eight weeks. Leslie gives him a pep talk and they even share a moment where they almost kiss. Oh, it was so close. Fast forward to the game. He's having a hard go and a hard time really just trusting a, himself. Yeah. Trusting, trusting himself, his trusting injury. his knee. Yeah. yeah. And Leslie goes and gives him another pep talk, tells him he can do it. And he goes back into the game, a changed man. He even scores the winning basket to go to the NBA finals. After the game, Scott tells Leslie he wants to take her out for dinner. At dinner, they're serenaded, which for me is terrifying. Um, but like, would we call it? The- <laughs> all time hates that. Oh my like God. that is her worst. I nightmare. mean, I actually looked at it and I was like, okay, this could be a personal concert instead of a serenade, like serenade, you know, like a personal concert. Cause like they kind of weren't looking at them all the time. It's the eye contact for me that like really creeps me out. Anyway. they get back uh to the house and she kisses him they make out they take things upstairs and they sleep together but before that she gets a new car (laughs) you get a new car congratulations um and this was a classic point in the movie where i oh by the way my best scene was the piano scene i forgot to mention Mm, that while you're i did love that scene great scene um i liked the montage of all the the drills okay the classic moment in a rom-com where the two love interests have gotten together and you're like wow that's beautiful they're together now and immediately i paused it to look at how much time is left in the movie Mm. it was like 26 minutes i'm like okay Morgan's got to come back into the picture then. Oh, yeah. Because, like, we can't just end it now. That's too long. 26 minutes. They're just in love. No, no, no. We have to have a classic. And now the male love interest goes back a to classic doing something. Climax. A, a, well, a classic uh, re- regression, I guess, from the male character until he has an epiphany. Go ahead. Yes. So when Leslie wakes up, there's breakfast in bed for her and a note that says that Scott will be back soon. Just as Leslie comes down the stairs, the doorbell rings. She goes to answer it. And of course, it's Morgan who wants to talk to Scott about getting back together because now he's back in basketball and he is being successful again. Morgan tells Scott, you know, this story about how she's had past tragedies and he tells her, you know what? I need time to thank you. You have to go. Like, I can't say yes. I think Morgan really thought that she had him on the hook and that she was going to get back together with him right there and then. Scott finds Leslie upstairs packing after her after his conversation with Morgan, packing her bags. And he says, like, why are you leaving? What are you doing? And and she's like, because you're going to choose her and you're not going to choose me because I'm the friend. And like. I want to be chosen. I don't want to be, you know, your friend being a special little friend is not enough anymore. And good for her. Like, she's a really good friend, because in that moment, she could just tell Scott that like Morgan is in it because the money like look at the totally. pa- like look at the writing on the wall so obvious she come back like she's come back because you're back in the game Morgan like, sucks that's the only reason but she doesn't do that she's a very good good friend 
Leslie goes back to her old life, back to work, back to fixing up her house with her dad. She tells her work friends that she wants to be an athletic trainer in the NBA. She's going to kind of pursue that. Scott and Morgan are back together. They're going out for dinner again. She's shopping. They, she Even that day while out shopping, she stopped at the Plaza in New York to find out what available dates there were for their wedding. She wants to reserve it even though they're not even engaged anymore. He says, you know what? You're right. It is too premature. We just started getting back together. Then she starts freaking out saying, you're not in this. You need to, you know, you need to be in it for me. You're in it or or not. And he's like, you know what? We need to take this slow and you need to be okay with it. Totally. Just gaslighting him. Morgan, not a good. While Scott's playing piano at home, which he loves, Morgan, and this is like you can obviously see that Morgan is not in love with him. She goes and says, um, can I just close the door so that she doesn't have to listen to it? Yeah. Leslie starts getting phone calls about being an NBA trainer for a whole bunch of teams. She has five offers, one of which is with the Nets. Scott's manager stops by his house to let him know that his contract is with the Nets and it's going to be renewed for five years and that the uh, that the agent or the, the manager even got a new client, Leslie. And Scott says, what do you mean? Like, and he says, she's a hot commodity. Five teams have offered her jobs to be their trainers, even the Nets. And he says, oh, like she's going to be working with the Nets. And he says, no, she turned them down and she's going to the 76ers. And Scott's disappointed in this. But it's like, well, like, why? Why are you disappointed? This is the life that you wanted, isn't it? So Leslie is headed to go to the 76ers uh, headquarter office and uh, for a tour. And Leslie's mom is wondering why she's going there when she could just work for the Nets. Then she tells Leslie, you fell in love with him, didn't you? Leslie doesn't say anything. And her mom is about to say, you know, men like that don't fall in love with you. You can just kind of tell that that's what she's about to say. But Leslie's dad shuts her up. Scott is on the talk show. We kind of get the sense, uh, you know, probably 10 minutes before this, that Scott is going to go on a talk show. And when he's on the talk show, the talk show host asks him, you know, how do you make it back? You know, you're going to win the championship. You're going to go to the finals. How exciting. He says two words, Leslie Wright. He goes on to say, you know, she saw something in him that he didn't even see in himself, that she believed in him and he wouldn't be there without her that she's special. And then he gets up, takes off his mic and says, I have some place to be. So dramatic. I, I got to go do something. He also, on the way out of the building, breaks up with Morgan and she tells him, I know it's okay. I know where Leslie is. She's in Philly. Like, like that's going to redeem her character arc. That, that's how I felt. I felt like they were like, hey, look, Morgan's not that bad. And I'm like, no, screw that. She sucks. <laughs> I'm surprised the end of the movie didn't show her with somebody else, like another famous NBA player. Maybe, yeah. Leslie steps out of her meeting with the 76ers and he is there waiting for her. She thinks that she is his plan B and he tells her that, no, you're not my plan B. Huh? You want your best friend, your cheerleader that was there for you when the chips were down? Well, guess what, Scott? I don't want to be plan B and I won't be that even for Scott McKnight. Listen to me, Leslie. Listen, you're not my fallback player. I'm not here because things didn't work out with Morgan. Be stubborn all you want. I know you. You don't know me. I know you love me. I know those feelings didn't conveniently fade away because you're mad at me. You have every right to be. But I'm not leaving these grounds without you. She then gets on the phone and calls the Nets to tell her, to tell them that she's taking the job. They hug and then they kiss. They share their first kiss. Well, I guess their second kiss? Second kiss, yeah. Fast forward to the next season. There's Leslie sitting with Morgan in the stands with the other wags. They're married... 
And she then goes to move to the bench because she still works for the team as the trainer. The end. That is our story. A really um, a beautiful end to a story. And I like that Morgan was um, tagging along with Leslie, but not like with somebody. I- I'm actually happy that we didn't see her with somebody because I didn't yes. want her with anybody. Well, and yeah, exactly. I think it was a good ending for her. Quick facts. In the original shoot, Kanye West and Amber Rose shot a courtside scene at one of the games. Before the movie was released, Kanye had his Taylor Swift moment at the Grammys, which could be why this scene was cut. Stop. Oh my God, that's wild. The original shoot of the movie featured a cameo by Lawrence Frank, head coach of the Nets. However, after starting the 2009-2010 NBA season, 0-16, Frank was fired by the Nets. So the filmmakers had Nets assistant coach Jim San play the head coach. During some of the scenes, Frank is still visible. (laughs) Queen Latifah and Common would go on to star in the NBC live musical The Wiz Live in 2015. John Legend, Nets fan, uh, can be seen cheering courtside when McKnight is injured. Paolo Montalban, the sommelier at the restaurant with Scott and uh, Morgan, he was in the movie Cinderella in 1997, the version with Brandy. Wow. He does a cameo. Honorable mentions. Okay, I have for you the rules of NHL wives and what they have to follow. So this was published back in 2018. Okay. And I guess that they asked a bunch of like wives of NHL players, like what what kind of goes on in your community? What's, what's the world like? So if you're curious what, like what the wag lifestyle is like, at least in the NHL, they start by saying, uh, only wives and kids are allowed into the wives room. I guess at every NHL arena, there is a room for the wives. Okay. Before the game, between periods and after the game where, you know, you can bring your kids. There's usually some wine being served, but apparently there is like a wait time of like, if you're just dating a player, they mm. won't let you in the room. Oh, wow. You, there, there's a certain amount of time. Like it's gotta be a few months before you're eligible oh my to gosh. enter. And some of them even say like, you need to be asked by one of the current members. Wow. Into it's like a country club. A little bit, yeah, because I guess they have their seats, like they're the wives yeah, and girlfriends fair. section. Yeah. But like, if you want to go into the room, mm. no. They go on to say uh, wearing dresses to games is frowned upon. Well, it's cold. It's Exactly, I, it is that cold. Makes sense. So I guess it's kind of like a thing where like you should be displaying your team's colors in some way. You're absolutely allowed to dress up, right. but dresses are a little bit... Um, mm. I mean, I, I can't, that one makes sense. Like, it's cold in an arena. Um, there are other easy things, you know, make sure you always look perfect. Look out for the other wives on your team. Have a hobby, they say, because your guys are on the road so much. Ooh, ooh, never show up to a Stanley Cup championship game without a garbage bag. Why? Reason being, all of these wives have such nice designer handbags oh. and you're going to be popping champagne. Right. So they say like every oh everybody's supposed to bring a garbage bag <laughs> so that like if it looks like our guys are going to win, you got to put all the stuff in Extremely the garbage bag. Extremely practical. Very practical uh, yeah. for your high priced designer handbags <laughs> and, and shoes too, yes, right? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. And... Okay, I feel like we always thought this, and especially those shows that I was telling you about probably mm-hmm. have these moments, but like it's weird for them to talk about. Hockey wives have a strict social hierarchy. Like there oh, is wow. like the captain of the team 
Right. His wife is like the captain of the wives. Oh. She runs all this shit. Like she, if you need to go through anything, you go through the wife of the captain. Like just like on the team, everything goes through the captain of the team. The wives, everything got to go through that wife. So there is a responsibility. There, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You did. She is the queen bee of the, of the social circle. XOXO gossip girl. That's my honorable mention, the rules of hockey. That's lives. fun. I mean, lots of them are practical. Like it makes sense. If you're gonna have a ten thousand well, I don't know how much handbags are, but if you're gonna have a <laughs> if you're gonna have an expensive handbag and shoes, like you should protect them because that would really suck. If you um call it a PJ, like you just have a PJ on hand. <laughs> if you got a personal jet and you call it a PJ, you probably have a handbag that needs saving. So. Oh, you want me to get satin PJs? Yeah. Like pajamas? No. No, no, oh, we're talking about the jet, baby. Oh. The PJ, the private jet. What should have been? Okay, my what should have been is that you mentioned that you're glad Morgan didn't end up with like another NBA player. She could end up with somebody like from an obscure sport. Like, and when I mean obscure, I mean like lacrosse, lacrosse, or like, and I would even go as far as like ultimate frisbee. <laughs> I was gonna not go that far, but I was gonna say like it's not obscure. But it's like not as like golf, you know, like it's not an exciting sport to watch. But there she is cheering beside in her caddy outfit, but not actually caddying. You don't think golf is exciting? It's not exciting to watch. I like golfing. I do golf, but I don't like to watch golf on television. It is extremely boring. Okay. Wild, like connecting the three. NASCAR. NASCAR. There you go. That's who she Wild connecting the threads of this story. We talked about um, Janet, who is Wayne JJ. Gretzky's wife, yeah. JJ. Yeah. yeah. Wayne Gretzky's daughter mm-hmm. is yeah. a wag of she golf. Is. Yes, she um, is. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but she is like I a can't golf even remember her name. Wife and girlfriend. Oh, wait, no, like it's on the tip the of group. my tongue. I can remember it. I can't. But Dustin, yeah. Dustin, oh my God, his first name is Dustin. Dustin Johnson? I feel like that's his I name. don't know. Anyway, um, Overall, re- oh wait, wait, wait! Uh, I've got what it should have, uh, what, uh, what should have been. Okay, I wanted to see more of the wives and girlfriends club. Oh my like, god! Like of the other wives, of it, the actual. You wives. know what? It would have been cool Pulled to like into it. to go into like that. That Leslie was like brought in, and it That's was just like exactly. yeah, behind the scenes. You I know, it could have been the first OG, you know, like um, reality TV show of that. Sure. Like, that could have launched it. I guess. Yeah. Why not? What should have been? <laughs> Overall rewatchability. Okay, my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry 4, Storyline 3.9, Thirst Factor 3, Imagination 3.8, Soundtrack 4, Cheese 3, for an overall score of 3.61. Fun fact, the closing song is actually sung by Queen Latifah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice that. I've got um, chemistry almost the same as you, 3.91. Pretty good chemistry in this movie. Storyline of 3.5. Uh, Thirst Factor at 3.65. Imagination of 4.45, though. The imagination in this movie is pretty cool. I'm, I'm racking my brain of other movies like this. Trainwreck with Amy Schumer is a little bit similar in that the love interest is like a sports orthopedic surgeon. And there are a few like right. LeBron James's. And, so like it kind of feels similar, but it's not quite the but same. This one was first. Yes, this one was first. And uh, very interesting movie. Uh, soundtrack of 3.5. Cheese of 3.5. That's an overall score for me of 3.75 out of 5. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Just Right. No matter where you're listening, please throw us a follow. Subscribe. Thanks for listening.